Yo, Ringer FC is brought to you in part by Fubo TV. If you watch live soccer like we do, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV is the live sports app that lets soccer fans finally cut the cord, stream top leagues, international clubs, and more on over 65 live channels. Try Fubo TV free for seven days. Just go to fubo.tv slash r-i-n-g-e-r and click the button to redeem your free trial. Hello and welcome to Ringer FC. Uh, I'm Ryan O'Hamlin. I'm an editor at The Ringer and I'm joined by the first man to use 11% of his brain. (laughs) Listen, listen, man. I mean, like, how do you know that you're using 10% of your brain if you're not using 1% more than that? It makes sense. You're right. How's everybody doing? We're great. Um, Happy Michael Beasley Day to everyone. Um, <laughs> Happy Michael Beasley Day. I really do suggest that you go watch that interview with uh, Taylor Rooks. It's going to be pretty, probably going to be one of the better things that you watch all day. You probably don't know who Michael Beasley is uh, also, considering what this podcast is about, but go find out. Um, <laughs> Just Google it. Today, we're going to talk about some news, some overreactions from the Premier League weekend. And we'll bring in the Muhammad El Nene of the ringer, Donnie Kwok, to ask some questions. And then we will end with a conversation about who the best team in the world is right now. Uh, Just so you guys know, we're recording this right before Champions League kickoffs on Tuesday. So when everything we say is just wrong, when you actually listen to this, that's why. Yeah, you know, just bear with us. It's not our fault that time is what it is. It's a construct. It's a construct. <laughs> um, anyway, first news item. Happy birthday to the greatest soccer player of all time, Ricardo Quaresma. Happy born day to my young naughty dude. 30 <laughs> foot, 34 <laughs> years old. Uh, yesterday, right? Yesterday? No, it was t- yesterday. It was, it was last night. It was last night. Technically here, but now it's today. Again, what time we said is about hard. <laughs> time, is, time is difficult. Um, but... I mean, is it is it fair to say that Ricardo Quaresma walks so Cristiano Ronaldo can fly? Without a doubt. On yeah. one foot. On, on the outside foot, of his right the, foot. Only the outside surface of his foot. Uh, we should just say Quaresma, like Micah just alluded to, was the Portuguese winger before Cristiano Ronaldo, basically. He was supposed to be he Cristiano had the Ronaldo before. First. Um, has played for Sporting Lisbon. Barcelona, Porto, Inter, Chelsea, Besiktas, Al Ali in Saudi Arabia, back to Porto, and now he's back to Besiktas. Uh, journeyman career, to say the least, but also has the greatest, greatest outside of the right foot I think this world has ever seen. And face tats. Thing is that like nobody can say, you know, like why there are teardrops tatted beneath his eye. This is I true. mean, like you know, if you listen to any amount of rap music, you probably have your own suspicions. But I, I think he, I don't think he's doing it for the same reason. I don't think so either. I think it's just like, you know, he thought it looked cool, you know? So go, go watch some Quaresma highlights. I think for me, Quaresma is sort of, whether or not you like him is a litmus test for me of whether or not I respect you as a human being. Yeah. So you know, go get on the right side of that. People, people that love Ricardo Quaresma are my friends and the people that don't are dirty reprobates. Totally agree. Um... <laughs> literally the exact opposite side of the spectrum, I think. <laughs> All the way at the other end. <laughs> is uh, Gareth Barry has broken the Premier League appearance record. Uh, with 633 appearances. Do you have any feelings about this? None. I have, the thing is that, like a cursory search of Gareth Barry Premier League appearance record will reveal headlines like, you know, Gareth Barry has 633 appearances, but how well do you know him? <laughs> if we're still getting acquainted to you at this point in your career, I mean, like, I think it's also fair to ask how he's managed to fail upwards and backwards. And It's a very, very weird career. I, I still don't even, I couldn't tell you what 
what Gareth Barry does well. Like, I, I have no idea. It's actually – like, there's no – I mean – are we are we just gonna go with I guess consistent presence or I mean like is it that's not even true I mean just didn't get hurt that often <laughs> I guess is the biggest uh, kudos we can give to him I yeah. guess I guess good for good for a Monday night game against whoever when everyone else is injured or if you have another game in midweek yeah good place to good player to just stick in the middle in, of everything in forty five years he's still gonna be playing for Tony Pulis. <laughs> um, and the third piece of news the saga that just won't end you, you can take this I mean like okay so PSG has publicly denied offering <laughs> Edinson Cavani 1 million euro to just you know not take penalties just let Neymar have it just <laughs> Neymar's the boss we are trying to build a roster that responds to and caters to his every whim just, you know, like, stop. We're having a good time. Don't mess it up for everyone. And, I mean, have you read this? You've read the story about the last time that Neymar this had a penalty-taking controversy. Yes. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Um, when he was playing at Santos in 2010, um, basically already tapped to be the next all-time Brazil great. Um. Santos were playing a team Atletico Gianense, and I probably pronounced that wrong. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm let's gonna let's remove you. the we're, probably. We're just gonna. We're gonna. Yeah. I mean, definitely. <laughs> um, and uh, basically throws a hissy fit after winning a pe- uh, a penalty and not being allowed to take it. Uh, spends the next, basically the rest of the game. Uh, that the team that Santos won four to two dribbling basically half-heartedly at defenders and when mm-hmm. he lost the ball not putting in any work to to win it back um he didn't celebrate after the penalty was converted the one that he won and his boss is basically like this kid is a monster we need to do something <laughs> about it banned him from the team for two weeks and then the president stepped in president of the club was just like this is like the talisman you can't slight him in this way and sack the boss the last time this happened (laughs) god so unai emery needs to watch his neck um it's i think i sort of expected this to be over by now um but like you said so cavani has a bonus supposedly has a bonus clause in his contract where he gets an extra one million euros if he wins or leads uh liga in scoring so this was obviously if he wants to do that, he wants to take penalties because that's the easiest way to score. Um, and supposedly PSG was essentially just like, we'll give you, we'll give you that buyout clause um, if you just let Neymar take penalties, which PSG then denied. Um, but so a lot of this comes from reporting from Diego Torres in El País, and uh, it's just the the story is incredible, um, especially when you transfer translate it from uh, Spanish to English. It's so Cavani essentially thinks has said that he didn't didn't want the money, wanted to keep taking penalties because he was the third captain and had quote gained that form of dignity, whatever that means. Um, and then supposedly PSG, according to Torres, approached Neymar, and I'll, I'll quote Google Translate here. They told him that he was a total player, and they suggested that the king of the team had to act with magnanimity, <laughs> yielding Cavani the grace of the criminal shot. <laughs> Neymar did not understand this logic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I don't blame him. I don't either. Um, uh, it's very, I would never yield the grace of the criminal shot. <laughs> I think that's going to be on my tombstone. Um, so I think... We're going to be talking about this again next week. Probably something probably. ridiculous is going to happen. Um, something ridiculous might happen tomorrow when they play Bayern Munich. Um, we shall see. So let's get into some overreactions from the Premier League weekend. Number one, Manchester City better than the 2017 Golden State Warriors. 
Uh, am I prepared to say that? I mean, like, it's just kind of <laughs> like Manchester City right now is basically the Hydra from like the Disney Hercules movie. If you cut one head off, there's going to be three more that sprout out. You have Sergio Aguero, Leroy Sané, Raheem Sterling, and Kevin De Bruyne just pinging the ball around and, mm-hmm. you know, gyrating. I mean, the uh, churning against defenses and just wearing them He's down. He's also just and then, gyrating in the middle oh, of the yeah, field. There you go. Gyrating <laughs> in the middle of the field. Um, I mean, like, there's with the addition of the constant pressing, uh, the constant attack, and then coupled with keeping possession as a form of defense. I mean, there's really, it's tough to say, you know, who's going to stand in their way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think that the reason I think. Uh, they're not the Warriors, obviously, um, yet, yet, <laughs> yet. Uh, but I think the comparison we make the comparison because their attack is incredible, and so far their defense has also been incredible. Um, they're basically like the Harrison Twins Kentucky team. It's an even deeper <laughs> pull. It's an even deeper pull. I, I like the college college basketball vibes <laughs> that we're giving off in this this so far. Um, so their goal differential plus seventeen. Only Chelsea twenty in 2010, 2011, over the past 10 years, has had a goal differential that good. Only one team over the past 10 years has scored more goals than their 21, and only one team has conceded fewer. Um, so basically, they're just doing everything. Um, and I think maybe something we didn't talk about this summer is just the insane uh, turnover of their roster. Like, l- let's just go through. These are the guys that left the team this summer in addition to all of these like, random dudes that they had on loan. Wilfred Boney, Samir Nasri, Gail Clichy, Nolito, Jesus Navas, Fernando, Joe Hart, and Bakari Sanya. Those are all, that's just like a boat full of washed, <laughs> washed dudes um, who they sent out and in comes Benjamin Mendy, Kyle Walker, Bernardo Silva, Ederson, Danilo, and I'm going to count Gabriel Jesus in there because he, played a couple games last season um so it's just they completely reformatted the age profile of the team and all of these players they brought in are better than all of the players that left translating to 21 goals so far this season and four clean sheets exactly and i think the other thing is all of their young guys seem like they're basically like blowing up sterling's having the best season of his career sane is scores whenever he's on the field jesus looks like one of the best attackers in the yeah. world basically i mean like i can't get over the the goal that leroy, the leroy that leroy sane scored um i mean the flick over the top uh onto i mean like onto his his leading foot uh yeah. from who is that silva played that ball right yeah david silva played that it's ball always silva yeah flicks it over the defender's head and then five holes way in hennessy at the near post it's insane it's like sane is one of those guys who like you could be playing football and he could be using his hands and he would move just as adeptly as he does having to control the ball with his feet, if that makes any sense. Like he's just so in control of the ball, he can move in any direction that like a lot of guys have to worry about, hey, I need to control this before I start getting ahead of speed going forward or navigating these three defenders. And it's just, it's, they're super deep. They have so many different sort of styles that they can play, and they've played a bunch of played in a couple different ways uh, throughout the season. And other than the Everton game where they were down a man, there's just hasn't been a challenge. So they played Chelsea this weekend. What what kind of team like is going to slow them down? Do you think, or could slow them down? I mean, like anybody that is again, I you know not to. I'm just going to say it. Jose, if, like, if Jose Mourinho, like, this is the kind of game that he would relish because you get to just frustrate the shit out of their attack, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the the relentlessness of their attack has been, has been, like, you know, it just pulls the rest of the team up with them. I mean, yep. like, defending looks better because the other teams don't get to attack, really. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, I think that... Pep Guardiola is attuned to, I mean, after, I mean, like he noted after the game that the side won their first six league matches, um, 
10 in all competitions, but they have less points than last season mm-hmm. at this time. He said, but I think we have more goals conceded less and the feeling is a little bit better, which is true. Um, but it's just September. It is just September. And Chelsea is going to be like a very good test. This is true. Yeah, I think the thing we still need to see, Liverpool game, basically almost can't even count it because of <laughs> what Mane did. Uh, we just, you know, they're still playing with basically one one actual central midfielder in Fernandinho who's getting older, and then they play Silva and De Bruyne as center mids. So I think we need to see that group tested, and I think Conte and Bakayoko has actually looked pretty good recently. Yep. Um, he's just, the two of them can kind of overpower the dudes uh, that City has in there, possibly. And then I think we still need to see the center backs get tested a little more, and Murata, as he showed on Saturday, is kind of the guy to do that. So I think... I think a lot of the weak, all the weak possible weaknesses that City has, uh, might get tested this weekend. So that'll be that'll be fascinating. Um, on to Liverpool, where the second major overreaction, massive overreaction is, is hashtag Klopp out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I just want to, I, I want to know how you felt uh, after seeing. Uh, Henderson make the I mean like turn put put Liverpool up three one. I mean, did you think the game was over then? Because it should have been. I think I did think the game was over then because I'm an idiot, um, mainly, but also because like at that stage of the game, it had reached the point where Leicester was pushing up so high that if Liverpool essentially won the ball, they would create a chance, base a very good chance by going forward, and there wasn't much time left after that. I think the after Coutinho's goal. To make it two nothing in the first half, I know better than to be like this is done. Um, the uh, old adage that two zero is the worst lead in soccer um, <laughs> applies more to Liverpool than any team. But so, so what we're saying here is, last five games, Liverpool has one win, twelve goals conceded. Uh, there was the match, the Manchester massacre, as I'm calling it. Uh, then they drew two 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 with Sevilla Sunday. at home in the Champions League. Drew with Burnley at home, and then they lost to Leicester in the hollowed Carabao Cup. And then on Saturday, just a seemingly unnecessarily helter-skelter 3-2 win over Leicester. Um, Clop out is obviously an overreaction, but there actually are people out there that like don't want him to be the manager anymore, which I find kind of crazy. But the thing is, the thing for me is Liverpool... But other than the Man City game, they've played well in most of these games and done enough to win. The game on Saturday, I don't actually think they did. They needed a mini-light penalty save on Jamie Vardy to bail them out. Um, so that's the concerning part that they... I mean, it's you know you need to win games where you don't perform um, up to par like Manchester United did this weekend. But, you know, it's this is just the same issue with them, I think. And it's time to ask the question, I guess. Do you, do you think it's a, is this a talent deficiency or is it a systemic deficiency or is it both? I mean, I don't know that it's, I think it is, uh, I think that it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Because, yeah. I mean, like, who do you have in defense that you really count as, you know, all the things that a, a central defender is supposed to be? I mean, stalwart, reliable, you know, does their job diligently. I miss Mamadou Sako. I should tell you <laughs> miss everything. <laughs> but I mean, like, honestly, all of the things that Liverpool is capable of, thinking about the highlights of the game, uh, you have Coutinho's expertly curled free kick, his expertly curled assists, Mo Salah's header at the far post, which, I mean, I didn't even know that he had that. Um, that was nice to see. Uh, taken together with Mignolet's missed clearance that led to that Okazaki goal. <laughs> and then the penalty save that you kind of can't really <laughs> feel that good about because Jamie Vardy just that, that was down the middle. Yeah. Hit it down the middle. Nothing about this team makes sense minute to minute. I agree. I agree. Um, so, you know, the, the general sort of narrative around the team is that they are just trying to win every game 
like four, five, four, three, right? Basically, um, their attack has been very good this season. Um, I think it's probably you'd put it right below the two Manchester teams in terms of uh, the amount, the qu- quality and quantity of chances they're creating, and the defense is bad. It's like a bottom six defense um, from a expected goals perspective, and that's not a good thing because Liverpool is supposed to control games and just shouldn't be giving up a large quantity of chances. So I think it's, you know, the the question you have to ask is, what is the answer here? Is it you just keep doing what you're doing and you're you're going to have some games where you take 30 shots and one of them goes in and you give up three good chances and one of them goes in. Um, but more often than not, four of those 30 <laughs> shots are going to go in and you're going to, Minulay is going to make a save. Or do you sort of, find a way to deal with the personnel you have in defense and sort of solidify the back a little bit. But if you do that, you presumably have to weaken the strongest part of the team, right? You have to pull back a bit on the attack to, I think, improve the defense. So it's, I I think it's a, it's not as easy of a calculus as you might hear reading about this team. Yeah. It's not easy. And I, I mean, like I suspect that it's, but not easy for you. No. <laughs> but it's very entertaining for me. The I, the thing that is important, I mean, to winning the Premier League is that you have to be able to have those utilitarian 1-0 wins, the games that you don't deserve to win that you can, and I don't think Liverpool mm-hmm. has that in their bag. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I think they're probably... They're still going to challenge for the top four, um, yeah. I think, but... A title challenge just seems out of the question with when you're the, the volatility they have. Yeah. Um, someone who's not conceding often is Sean Deitch, who should be the next U.S. national team manager. <laughs> Speak on it. <laughs> what, what do you think about that? <laughs> I, I mean, like I this is hey, this is your this is your suggestion, but I I am fully supportive of. <laughs> you have to listen to his ridiculous rant about diving it is it's amazing um on saturday they or over the weekend they tied huddersfield huddersfield player rajiv von lapara dove in the box i guess you could say he fell down in the box um and the ref didn't give a penalty but also van lapara didn't get punished and this set off sean deitch who Let's just read a little bit of what he said. It would have been an absolute farce if he had awarded the free kick. It's unacceptable unacceptable in my book. I can't abide it. I feel for the referee, and I thought he was excellent in the moment, but he should be protected from that. Hashtag protect all referees. <laughs> protect all referees. And then went on to say, I've been harping on this for about three years, and no one wants wants to listen. It's for the good of the game. I travel across the country with my kid playing football, and I watch 14-year-olds dry, diving all over the place. Where do they get it from? They copy players, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sean Deitch is, you know, the, he's a constant source of entertainment. Um, has just built a, a mainly British squad and has consistently complained about the the uh, plight of the British manager at the highest level. Um, diving is not. Uh, it's not in the top one hundred and eighty problems with soccer i would say <laughs> what do you think i mean like i think that that is I, that's accurate mm-hmm. and at the same time i wholly appreciate that a non-decision on a potential penalty a potential penalty <laughs> a fiery defense of it immediately veers into what are we going to tell the children yeah it's I'm, so good. I'm for that every time <laughs> i fully support it but here, here's the other thing on monday arsenal beat west brom in the first half, uh, Jay Rodriguez gets a ball into the box, cuts it back. Mustafi slides in and clips Jay Rodriguez. Rodriguez stays up and gets a shot off and it hits the post and West Brom doesn't score. It was definitely a foul. He got hit, but he didn't go down, so the ref didn't call it. Um, you should dive, basically, is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, you, uh, There's no reason to stay up. There is, there is no reason to stay up, but... At the same time, think about how we would have had, we would have been having a different discussion if it would have if it would have gone in. Mm-hmm. 
I think that on he'd average, be a hero. He'd probably he'd exactly be a, he'd be the next prime minister. Exactly, and then we'd have to listen <laughs> to to Sean Dyke talking about like you know you could be like Jay Rodriguez, but I mean yes on. On balance, you should probably just dive if in that situation. Yeah. Well, the, the the thing is that, you know, the I would venture to guess that the number of uncalled fouls in the box is greatly higher than the number of dives that lead to penalties in the box. Um, and you know, it just gets it gets couched in these moral terms, and it's just, of course, it does, but it's just so annoying. Yeah, Tony Pulis called out Alexis Sanchez for diving, literally said that's cheating. And then he described Jay Rodriguez. Jay is very honest. It does not get rewarded. (laughs) You're not making like a moral calculation while you're playing a soccer game. You're just doing what like your impulses tell you to do. Like honestly, if you take that, if you take that long first touch into the box and you round the keeper Mm -hmm. and you feel the contact on your, like on your foot, Mm-hmm. And you're in the box, and the and the angle, the the window is you know the face of goal is closing. You are it's a split that it's a split second decision about whether or not you're going to leave your feet and yeah. try to sell it, or maybe you can squeeze just a couple more touches out of it and you know like Jay Rodriguez was trying to do, put it into the far post. But that decision is not made on a basis of. You know what this this will look really noble <laughs> if I if I stay on my feet instead. Yeah, it's not like what are the kids going to think about what I do here. <laughs> so, so the lesson lesson always dive. Always dive. Um, so remember that hashtag always dive. Kids, please remember that too. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be joined by Donnie Kwok for some zonal question marks. Hey listeners, I want to take a second to tell you about this great app I discovered called Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. It sounds counterintuitive, but unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute. And Hotel Tonight helps hotels sell their unsold rooms, allowing them to pass those deals along to you. These aren't last resort places either. They're actually cool, top-rated hotels you want to stay in. And with so many awesome partner hotels in a ton of different countries, Hotel Tonight can help you find a great hotel almost anywhere. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or finally going on on that trip you've been waiting to take for a while. Use it for a bachelor party or a staycation. Do whatever you want. Because even though the app's name is Hotel Tonight, you can actually book in advance. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. So get in on these killer last-minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app right now. Welcome back uh, and welcome to our own... Egyptian box-to-box midfielder. Donnie Kwok. What's up, Donnie? Technically sound. What's up, boys? How you doing? I'm great. Yeah, man. What's going on? So, as usual, some questions for Donnie, for Micah, and I'll I'll throw in a couple answers here and there. First question. Has Ronald Koeman rope-a-doped the entire Premier League by ostracizing Omar Niasi? For a year, and then bring him on to win a game Is at the he last the, second. The days, the Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> what do you think? This is a uh, Nyasi is kind of like the feel good story of the last week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about it. An equivalent, possibly for American sports, would be if Johnny Manziel came back to the Browns. And threw for 320 <laughs> yards and four <laughs> touchdowns in his first game back. Because Nias, similar to Manziel, was kind of banished and left for dead. Uh, just a brief bio. I mean, first of all, he didn't party on yachts, as far as I know, and, and do cocaine and stuff like that. But um, he's he should party on a yacht. <laughs> he should now. He's 27. He's from Senegal. And he was bought, actually, by Roberto Martinez in February of 2016, uh, from Locomotive Moscow, where he was very prolific. Uh, but, you know, at Everton, you know, Martinez got fired, Kuman came in, and he just fell out of favor, and he ended up getting banished to the U23s and very famously didn't have a locker. Uh, he didn't have a suit even. Uh, he was sent on loan to Hull City, where he actually did well last season. But uh, at the start of this year, I guess at preseason, I think he was told and no uncertain him terms that basically you have no spot here and they tried to sell them even to palace and it didn't work out so you know everton of course have had trouble this season scoring and it was almost 
a last resort um, for Niasse to come in, but uh, he scored in the League Cup against Sunderland and during the week and then over the weekend. I think Kuman said after the game that he was going to put Niasse on anyway, but uh, I think if you were watching the game, you know it was basically because Rooney got his eye almost taken out and then yeah. he basically had to put him in and he scored two goals and they won the game and it took a lot of heat off of Kuman. So, you know, Kuman really looks like a dick through all of this and Niasse actually is like a feel-good hero, but... You know, I don't know how long it's going to last. I mean, it, the, both goals were kind of lucky, to be honest. I mean, he was hustling, and of course, it was great for him to score. But you know, Everton is going to really need a lot more than him, I think, to 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 save Kuman's job. I mean, well, yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> mainly because the what, the other attacking option that they were playing at the that Kuma was playing at the center of that front three would be Dominic Calvert-Lewin who would probably be in the reserves if he could have actually gotten the striker he really wanted <laughs> this summer um so I well, mean which striker did Everton not want though I mean they were going after Costa <laughs> they were going after they're Giroux. also currently they're in for Neymar they're they're also <laughs> in for Edinson Cavani apparently um yeah. But yeah, I mean, like it's at least Omar Niasi is there to convert those hustle goals. They didn't have that really before. Yeah, and he's played. I think uh, I read what fifty nine minutes total, and he has three goals. So I mean, he's not going to keep up that goals to minutes yeah. ratio, but uh, it's chance. promising. It's something for Everton fans to be happy about because there hasn't been that much this season. Yeah, it's something for them to be happy about, but it's also, I think, it's a pretty big indictment of the business they did this summer when it's a guy that their manager clearly didn't want who ne- needs to save the team. Um, it would it would be uh, fun to see him play on Thursday in the Europa League, but he's not on the Europa League roster. Uh, so Everton fans, we're sorry. You're going to have to wait uh, until this weekend to see... Uh, your savior again. You're like a new signing. Um, second zonal question mark. What's the over-under until Roy Hodgson, Crystal Palace manager, is out on the street? Number of games until he gets sacked? Uh, I think the, uh, the what the over-under has got to be like, what, three games? <laughs> <laughs> so Crystal Palace have won precisely none of their opening six games. They still haven't they scored? scored a goal. <laughs> uh, and now they're, the, the blunt tip of their spear, Christian Benteke, is out for four to eight weeks with an inj- with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that will be sharked up by the international break. So maybe only three games, but could just... If they're as- lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. Could also be twice that if uh, because this is, again, a knee injury. But Crystal Palace have Manchester United and then Chelsea right after that. And then, I mean, I don't know, maybe Newcastle is a turning point or... I mean, it's, it's, we've talked about this, you know, it's, chances are they're going to lose the next two games. Um, And there's probably a decent chance they don't score in either of the next two games. So that's, for Hodgson, that would be four games, four losses, no goals. Um, And based on the sort of rope that they gave Frank DeBoer, they, if they're operating from the same standpoint, they should probably get rid of Roy Hodgson (laughs) after that too. Um, it's just a bad situation, um, in every way. Uh, they got ran over by Man City that by far Palace's worst game of the season, but I mean, mm. Hodgson, the, the, like I've, his quote after the game was so dark. It's so sad. It's just, it's ridiculous to talk about positives after being 5-0, admittedly playing against a top-quality team. We will see some light at the end of the tunnel. Man, I was be- I was beginning to see it at halftime, but that light was gone out by the end. <laughs> Can I offer a, a contrarian opinion here? I think Benteke getting hurt actually is going to help Palace, and Hodgson's going to last the rest of the season. I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek is going to push up into that center attacking role. <laughs> Bakari Sako. <laughs> <laughs> or Zaha. Zaha's coming back. Benteke uh, is fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell us no, how you uh, really feel. He had his, you know, he wasn't always terrible, but this year he's terrible. I, I mean, maybe he was hurt the whole time because it's just terrible. It was, it was really painful, actually, to watch him in the last couple of matches. Like, I think, uh, you know, he was clogging it up for them. And I think maybe, you know, him being hurt, who knows? It's, they're uh, going to get a point against United. Mark oh, my words. Oh, wow. That's, uh, we're going to remember wow. that. All right. Um, 
Ewing theory for Christian Benteke. Um, <laughs> speaking of Man U, third question, what is the ideal climate for a Jose Mourinho team to play a soccer game in? Um, this one goes to Micah. Mid-60s, overcast. <laughs> uh, not windy, though. And, I mean, like, basically just a mild day. No raining. Okay. But not too hot. Because but not too hot. On Saturday, uh, Manu, I think it's fair to say that was their worst game this season. Um, still won, though. Still won. But played, I think Southampton played them pretty pretty they controlled for most of the for um most of the game yeah and i think it could have gone either way southampton had more shots than menu but after the game Mourinho said uh he essentially blamed their poor performance on the weather saying the weather was beautiful but even if you train at 11 a.m 12 p.m 3 p.m in manchester we don't get this kind of weather <laughs> It was a sunny afternoon, <laughs> and it was probably like 73 degrees. Yeah. It was uh, literally perfect weather to be playing But I playing mean, soccer. The, the confluence of factors was that uh, after Romelu Lukaku breaks through about halfway through the first half, it seemed like United's legs were going just as Southampton was beginning to feel themselves a little bit mm -hmm. and uh i mean like they managed to weather the storm until full time so i mean like it's one of those games that is definitely it's a good pun. not theirs to win yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but they did it anyway which is probably why csk moscow boss victor gonchorenko <laughs> excuse me uh, said that this was the strongest Manchester United side since Alex Ferguson. I think I will agree with that. What do you, do you guys think that uh, Jose is, <clears throat> you know, long been thought of to say these sort of weird and inflammatory things uh, post match to kind of take the attention away from bad performances by his players? Of course. Yeah, I mean, because it did, I think against Stoke recently, the, when Stoke got a point. He said something like one team came to play and, and one team came to park the bus or something like that, which was kind yeah. of ludicrous, actually, if you had watched that game. He so. also blamed that on the international break, too. Um, yeah, that's it's a typical Mourinho thing. And I mean, where I'm literally giving into it by uh, <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> it's like a Trump tweet. It's just like you, yeah. have, to take it, you have to take it semi-seriously. Um, there, there's a kernel of truth to all of it. Sure. And the rest of it is hot air. Sure. But, I mean, the international break is disruptive. It probably would have behooved them to put Fellaini on the bench for that Stoke City game. And yeah. it was kind of hot, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, so next next storyline we're going to hear is Manu's going to blow out Crystal Palace and Marino's going to talk about how good of a team Crystal Palace is, despite their uh, <laughs> performances so far. Um, all right. Fourth and final zonal question mark. Who is the best new striker, so new player to the league, player on a new team in the Premier League? I mean, it's got to be Alvaro Morata, right? That, that was my answer. I, I was going to preface it all by saying that it's kind of like a, a a boon time for forwards, I guess you could say, in the Premiership, because in the Premier League, because uh, you have the new boys in Lukaku, Morata, Lacazette, and then, of course, Harry Kane and Aguero as holdovers. Uh, it's going to be a very competitive uh, golden boot race this season. But I was going to say Murata too, Micah, because, I mean, not only he obviously had a hat trick against um, against Stoke, but just like the way he scores his goals and the things that he does, it's like very um, like elegant, elegant. And, you know, he, he had uh, up until the weekend only scored with his head, but he scored all kinds of, you know, goals against Stoke to get the hat trick. And... It's his movement and hold up play and, and everything is just done with class. And, you know, he, he reminds me of um, Torres, peak, peak Fernando Torres. Also a good, also a good so looking rude. guy. So rude to bring that up. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not, not blue Torres, but red Torres, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's tied at the top of the Premier League scoring charts with uh, Romelu Lukaku and Aguero, right? Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, 
the thing is, is that all three of them are very good at playing off the shoulder of the last defender. And although you don't like to give him credit for it, Romelu Lukaku's hold-up play has not been anywhere. It hasn't been as bad as, you know, like anyone from Everton would have you believe. Agreed. It's gotten better. I've honestly... I, honestly, it's surprising that he strikes a ball cleanly ever, considering he, he has a size 13 shoe. I yeah. believe we talked about this, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, no chance, please. Murata Mar- uh, <laughs> does, I mean, like, time seems to slow down ar- like mm-hmm. around him. Uh, I mean, the way he blew past Fletcher was crazy. Getting, I mean, like, yeah. they were even, and it was just like a distance was created. Yeah, Darren Fletcher all of a needs sudden, to retire. Darren <laughs> <laughs> Fletcher retire. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the separation that Murata creates there, and then it, it was just kind of almost as if, yeah, it was like time slowed down. He was just like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and pick out the far post around around the keeper here. Trivia question for you guys. Uh, only two players in Europe's top leagues have scored more goals in the calendar year of 2017 than Harry Kane. Number one is Lionel Messi, and number two is? You go first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why do I want to say it's somebody strange like Rodovel Falcao? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I feel like he's been doing work in Liga for AS Monaco. Very resurgent since you know crapping out at United and Chelsea <laughs> that's yeah, where I think we're gonna both guess Falcao this question should probably have an asterisk because I said Europe's top leagues which usually <laughs> are meant to refer to four or five of the top leagues but this guy actually plays in Portugal okay I think I know who it is Bas Dost. yes yes Bas. <laughs> <laughs> what a name the Dutchman oh, formerly of Wolfsburg he has scored 29 goals in 25 games uh, for sporting, so that's pretty incredible. But Ryan, I know you wanted to big up Aguero because he often gets kind of lost in the mix with yeah, all these new guys and everything. Yeah, we talked about him last week, said he was better than Messi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think he's I think he's still the um, he's still the guy that everyone's chasing after. Um, I mean, he's got six goals, but also three assists, and he's kind of he's played almost a hundred fewer minutes than Kane or Lukaku. Um, I, I think Aguero's level of consistency and just crazy production, but also he's a, he's a rel, he's a pretty, especially this season season, he's shown himself to be a pretty good creative player too. So I think he, I think that's where he separates himself from Lukaku and Murata and even Kane. I, I think he, he creates more for his teammates while scoring just as, um, you know, in just as cold-blooded of a way, and Although as often. to be fair, Murata has two assists. This is true. A- anyway, to close this segment, then uh, everyone give your golden boot prediction, starting with you, Micah. Romelu Lukaku. Ryan. Mohamed Salah. Just kidding. Uh, Aguero. It's possible. Sergio Aguero. And I'll close by saying Alexander Lacazette. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we admire that, um, considering he's You're free to be he's wrong scored as many goals as Chicharito, um, or non-penalty <laughs> goals as Chicharito. This uh, Ryan, and Michael Ryan doesn't include penalties in a goal tally. What type of shit is that? It's, penalties are free goals. Score, score a non-penalty. Again, Jamie Vardy. Exactly. The Minule penalty goals should be counted, uh, separately Th- those count because that's the one thing he's good at um but you guys should uh remember these predictions we've made and uh badger us about them for the rest of the season when we're inevitably long inevitably wrong um all right donnie thanks for coming on uh, thank you guys you were as much of a troll as we always want you to be <laughs> i'm so. not trolling <laughs> christian benteke might say otherwise <laughs> see you donnie We're going to take a quick break and then come back to talk about the greatest team in the world. If you watch live soccer, and we know you do, otherwise, why would you be listening to this? You need Fubo TV. Fubo TV is the live sports app that lets soccer fans finally cut the cord for good. No more expensive cable or satellite packages needed to watch your favorite teams. They have all the leagues, plus international club competitions and national level games. 
Just the other day, I used Fubo to watch the Champions League on my laptop, and guess what? It was perfect. With Fubo, you're able to stream live FIFA World Cup qualifiers, English Premier League, La Liga, Champions League, Europa League, Bundesliga, and more. In fact, they go beyond soccer to show live pro and college football, baseball, and basketball games. Plus top shows and movies, live and on demand, on over 65 live TV channels. Here's the best part, though. Fubo TV is offering Ringer FC listeners a seven-day free trial. Just go to fubo.tv slash ringer, that's F-U-B-O dot TV slash R-I-N-G-E-R, to click the button to redeem your free trial. After that, it's just $19.99 per month for the first two months. Watch all you want, record games, and stream them on all your devices. Your phone, tablet, computer, Apple TV, Roku, you name it. So just go to fubo.tv slash ringer, that's, again, F-U-B-O dot TV slash R-I-N-G-E-R to redeem your free seven-day trial. Fubo TV, the most live sports for the least money. Welcome back. You okay after that segment, Micah? I think I'm okay. I think, I'm, I think I'll manage. <laughs> um, but we are going to do some talking about world football. Yes. Specifically, who is the best team in the world right now? Ryan O'Hanlon. Toronto FC. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's bold. By uh, far the best team in MLS. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, we, you know, there's no obvious answer to this. Um, and it's a crazy thing to bring up this early in the season. But I think we wanted to talk about it mainly because, you know, the sort of favorites for this kind of aren't, haven't come out of the gates that strongly. Madrid, seven points back of Barca. Bayern, three back of Dortmund. Chelsea are three back of the lead. Juve are tied with Napoli in Italy, but are kind of, they haven't been that impressive through the first uh, handful of games. So I, I think it's an interesting question to ask. Um, and I think a ton of teams kind of have, have a claim to it now. Mm. I think I would give it to Barcelona, but I'm even hesitant. It's, crazy to be hesitant about that I guess since they've been perfect so far but Messi has essentially been I wrote about this last week he's LeBron in the 2015 finals he's Russell Westbrook from last season he's literally doing everything for Barcelona um, and it's working they haven't played they've had a couple of games where they've gone gone insane and just been like no team could handle this um, but other games where they just needed Messi or fucking Paulinho <laughs> to save him. But I think, yeah, I think it's when you're, when we're sort of picking nits between all these teams, they have Messi and I'm just, I'm just going to side with him for now. Yeah. I mean, like it's, 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 it's difficult to, to, uh, to, to, to bet against Barcelona when Messi is on full fuck you mode. Yep. Um, but I mean, for, uh, Madrid having, not scored against Real Batiste, which, I mean, like, it's the first time something like that has happened in forever. And then yeah. Bayern uh, pissing away a 2-0 lead from halftime against Wolfsburg over the weekend, yep. which is the first time Wolfsburg has won any points off of Bayern at home since 2001. And the first time that Bayern's coughed up a two-goal lead since, what, 2004? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's it's which is insane, and I mean, like you know, it's just it's early, it's early going. It's September, and I feel like things are going to snap into focus for these teams. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Dortmund looks phenomenal. Uh, if if Dortmund is the best team in the world, what does that make Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think you're right. I mean, Dortmund. If Dortmund had beaten Tottenham or if whoever was refing that game actually refed it properly and they didn't lose, <laughs> um, I think I would say them because they've 19 goals scored, one allowed. Their underlying numbers are really good, the best in Germany. I, I mean, they have just looked like a like a locomotive, basically. Um I mean, then what of PSG, who are winning all of their games, but seem to be crumbling in on each other? Well, that's the thing. It's like there, there are questions about every team. It's PSG. I think PSG will, you know, if they run Bayern over tomorrow, um, 
it's going to be hard to say that it's not PSG for the time being, right? Right. I mean, J- just because we've had so few sort of matchups between the top teams, other yeah. than Barca and Juve, so many, so few legitimate like tests of you know that are robust to the those top like five teams that are agreed upon to be the best teams in the world. Yeah, exactly. Other than Juventus and Barcelona, yeah, um, which. Messi happened in yeah, that game exactly. <laughs> and Juventus lost. But I think you're right. I think that that game will tell us a lot about uh, PSG. Um, I mean, you could even make the argument that like Napoli is the best team in the world right now. They like, certainly look the prettiest. They, But then they lost to Shakhtar in the first round of qualifying, but they look incredible. They've, other than the Shakhtar game, there's nothing's been close with them. Um, but they're still Napoli, so it's like they haven't proven it yet. So can we can we say it's them? I mean, we could even say, you know, maybe it's, is it Manchester City? I mean, I guess there's a small future parallel universe, universe that we could be headed toward where they win the Champions League um, and then Messi <laughs> runs out his contract at Barcelona <laughs> and signs with Manchester City uh, this summer. Gabriel Jesus wins, uh, you know, European Football of the Year. <laughs> I mean... It's, I think, I guess what we're saying, it's, it's a, it's an interesting, it seems like we could be headed for an interesting rest of the year in the Champions League and across Europe. Uh, it seems like there are more question marks than usual. Um, and the way that that has ended up in the past is it's going to be Athletic Madrid, Bayern, Barcelona, Juve, and Real Madrid, some combination of those four in the Champions League semifinals. But it seems like... It, so this year, not the year that an English team breaks through <laughs> to the final. I mean, I think I think it's possible. I think City has... The issue is we just haven't seen them tested, really, yet. The, the one team that presumably could have tested them... I, we need to stop <laughs> talking about City on this podcast. Um but yeah, so I think I think there, there's a chance that the top level, the highest level of Europe, is a little more um, competitive um, than it has been in the past. Um, but we'll see some of that this week, some of it right now as we're recording, um, and we'll also find out more about it this weekend. So we'll wrap it up there. Um, from Micah Peters and Ryan O'Hanlon, we're gonna miss you guys. You know. Keep your studs down and, uh, you know, make sure that you're doing the extra five, four or five yards of work. You don't want to have to be making these 75-yard recovery runs. Remember those words of wisdom. Remember those words of wisdom. Enjoy your week. Do not dive. Uh-huh. We'll see you next week. Listen, Ryan, things change. The weather changes. Your mood definitely changes. Mm -hmm. So why lock yourself into plans that might change? With Hotel Tonight, you don't have to because you'll get incredible deals on awesome hotels even at the last minute. Booking on Hotel Tonight gives you the freedom and flexibility to play things by ear while knowing you'll score a great price and a great place to stay. So download the Hotel Tonight app to find seriously amazing deals now.